And now it's time to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us on the line. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Happy Monday. <laughs> Happy Monday. It's another humid start to the week. <laughs> it's a little tough. Uh, it, it, is it is a little tough, yeah. Expected to rain hard today. So brace yourselves. Monday got a little bit more difficult for you. <laughs> Even more humidity. How nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us despite it all. Let's take a look at some of these uh, key words defining headlines this morning. This is our first pick of the day. Yoon back to work. So President Yoon is going back to work today after a five-day vacation amid low approval ratings. Uh, speaking of what's tough and what lies ahead, what can we expect? Yeah, so it's not really the kind of the situation that the president would want to be in after returning after a week's-long vacation. Uh, that's why he's trying to show a bit more humility, according to a presidential official, uh, who says he is expected to issue a message that he will uphold the will of the people in a more humble manner. Now, Yoon has seen his ratings in the 20s in recent weeks, and this is only three months mm -hmm. after he took office. So they are pretty low at the moment. And this all comes, of course, amid high inflation, uh, other economic woes, as well as negative perceptions of his personnel appointments, of which there's been a lot of political wrangling, mm. uh, and unpopular policy proposals as well. For example, the lowering of the school starting age being one of them. Mm. Uh, now, the officials said, however, that Yoon is unlikely to reshuffle aides as a way to drum up support, something that he might be doing. Uh, there were reports of uh, a possible reshuffle, especially because of those controversial personnel picks. Right. Uh, he is instead expected to ask secretaries to work harder instead to better serve the people, kind of redouble their efforts. Mm. Uh, Yun will also resume policy briefings uh, from government ministries and agencies today. Uh, he'll sit down with the Financial Services Commission tomorrow. It's the Ministry of Patriots and Veterans Affairs, mm. uh, followed by the Agriculture Ministry the next day, and the fisheries ministry on Thursday. The briefings will continue next week as well with the welfare ministry and the Fair Trade Commission. Next week's briefings will be attended by the vice ministers since there are no, uh, the ministries are yet to have uh, ministers uh, mm -hmm. at the moment. Um, the Anti-Corruption and Civil Rights Commission as well as the Career Communications Commission uh, are expected to give their briefings in writing. But that's mm. not been confirmed yet. Mm. But uh, as things stand, that is the possible outcome. So on his return, a week-long series of briefings. Let's keep up with it. All right. Uh, one of our listeners asked, school staffing age. We, <laughs> no, we talked about it last week in detail, and I think he's referring... Staffing age? Staffing age. No, yeah. school starting <laughs> age. Well, he yeah. asked, so I had to answer. Um, so South yeah. Korea's education ministry had initially proposed the idea of lowering that starting age for school children from six to five, and there's controversy around it, just to clarify. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our second keyword of the day. Chip 4. So Korea is reportedly expected to attend a pre-conference on the U.S.-led Chip 4 initiative. Pre-conference probably being a key word there. Tell us the details. That's right. So a presidential official says that stance has been delivered to the U.S., Korea attending this pre-conference. And this pre-conference is expected to open either at the end of this month or early next month. Now, the meeting is expected to iron out agendas 
uh, as well as roles of participants. Uh, the name of the consultative group is also likely to be decided on as well. So uh, we might not get the name Chip 4 after this pre-conference <laughs> happens. Or there's been another kind of nickname, Fab 4 as well, has sure. been one possibility. Uh, but uh, apparently this pre-conference will decide that matter as well. Now, the official says a decision will be made depending on the results of the conference of whether Korea will actually be joining this Chip 4 uh, alliance initiative, uh, what have you. Mm. Uh, Korea is wary, of course, of China's objection to the initiative and China's possible objection to Korea joining it. Uh, now, the government is careful in how it's uh, describing CHIP4 as well. The reason mm. why I was hesitant on the wording is because mm. Korea is kind of calling it a cooperative dialogue on CHIP supply rather <sighs> than a CHIP alliance. Mm. Of course, that would uh, connotate that Korea is in alliance with the United States, something that China uh, wouldn't be very happy about. Uh, now, the official also rejected reports that Korea proposed agenda items and policies for the pre-conference, as some reports have suggested mm. uh, as well. So it's still on the fence about it, mm. uh, and it wants to get more of a informed decision uh, with this pre-conference, and that's pretty much the extent of it. All right, uh, let's move on to our third keyword of the day. Trip to China. So amid escalating tensions, of course, around Taiwan, South Korea's foreign minister Park Jin is making his visit official, uh, official visit to China today. Excuse me. Mm. What can we expect out of this trip? Right. So interestingly, the meetings uh, or his trip won't be taking place in Beijing because of uh, concerns over COVID-19. Uh, Park Jin is instead leaving for Qingdao today and he's staying uh, for three days in China. He's going to meet with his Chinese counterpart, Wang Yi, there tomorrow. Now, the two sides uh, opted, uh, as I said, there to meet there instead of Beijing due to COVID-19 concerns. Mm. That's what uh, China's side is saying. Oh, uh, sorry, the foreign ministry here is saying anyway. Uh, they plan to discuss uh, issues of mutual concern, including Korea-China relations, uh, which have been kind of frayed lately, as well as regional and global affairs. Uh, pending bilateral issues include Beijing's opposition to Seoul's potential deal with Washington for the deployment of an additional THAAD anti-missile system on the peninsula. Mm. Of course, CHIP4 may also come up as well. Uh, regarding North Korea, Park will likely ask China to play a constructive role in deterring further nuclear tests by the regime. Uh, another nuclear test apparently is in full preparation and could happen anytime soon. Mm. Uh, last time he asked Beijing to help bring Pyongyang back to the negotiating table, he actually got no response. Right. China usually tends to diplomatically suggest that it will help out uh, in those negotiations, but uh, apparently it was radio silence this time. Now, the top diplomats could also discuss expanding the South Korea-China free trade agreement and boosting cultural um, exchanges. Uh, Pak's China visit comes amid keen attention to the geopolitical policy direction of the Conservative Union administration. Yoon's government has stated a, a kind of a stronger commitment to the alliance with the United States, uh, and he also, in line with that, attended a NATO summit held in Madrid in late June, something that China isn't very happy about mm -hmm. either. Uh, now, the upcoming talks between Pak and Ye uh, Wang may set the tone for overall Seoul-Beijing ties in the coming years during the Yoon administration's uh, term in office anyway. So we'll have to keep our eyes open of what they talk about and how 
the atmosphere and um, what the atmosphere is mm-hmm. uh, like during those meetings. All right, and let's move on to the economic situation right at home for us. We have an important holiday coming up in a month's time. This is our fourth keyword of the day. Food prices. So food and drink prices are skyrocketing once again, ahead of Chuseok adding to burdens already inflicted by rising inflation. The price was already high to begin with, so to add a little more, it does cause a little bit of more, I guess, a significant dent in our bank accounts. What's the latest? Yeah, I mean, if things weren't already expensive as they are, I mean, we're, we're, like, we're seeing fuel prices, uh, prices at the pumps kind of being lowered a little bit, but of course... We all need to eat and (laughs) food prices and prices at restaurants and dining out as well are all getting really expensive. I was having a conversation with a a friend of mine, actually, who runs uh, one of uh, Pek Jongwon's franchises. I I don't think I'm allowed to say the Mm. name, but uh, the price of jajangmyeon is now over 7,001 and nearing 8,001. So it just goes to show how expensive things are getting. Um, And spicy jampong noodles is uh, over... 10,001 now, so it's just getting ridiculously expensive. Uh, And inflation is anticipated to actually surge through October as well after hitting almost 24-year high of 6.3% in July. Uh, The prices of the 144 most frequently purchased daily goods rose 7.9% year-on-year in the month of July as well. The prices of agricultural, livestock, marine products Combined, it rose to the highest level in seven months at uh, just over 7%. Food and non-alcoholic beverages rose 8% in July on year, according to government data. Now, the inflation data also comes as the Bank of Korea mulls further interest rate hikes at its next policy meeting on August 25th, of course, to tame this uh, out-of-control inflation that we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government is, in, is anticipated to lower tariffs, actually, on imports of vegetables, fruits, and other agricultural products in high demand, temporarily, of course, in the lead-up to the Chusak holiday. Uh, under the policy on tariff rate quotas, duties on imported uh, targeted items can be cut far below the regular rate, possibly even to zero. Mm-hmm. There are actually some items where there are zero import tariffs at the moment, actually. Uh, this, of course, all in a bid to tame inflation. Um, the targeted items include uh, cabbages, radishes, onions, garlic, potatoes, apples, pears and chestnuts, basically the most popular food items that people Uh, by uh, ahead of the Chusak season. Now, the decision will be finalized during an economy-related ministerial meeting uh, today, actually. Now, the meeting will go over the prices of traditional Chusak food ingredients. Uh, A traditional mid-autumn holiday in Korea, Chusak is when prices normally rise Mm -hmm. uh, every year, uh, as many people do go shopping to prepare for these festive uh, dishes. Uh, it falls this year on September t- uh, 10th. Mm-hmm. Now, today's meeting is actually being held earlier than previous years due to the unprecedented uh, inflation level. So this meeting does happen before uh, Chusok every year. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, more attention is being, uh, more eyes are on it uh, this year, especially because of the rising prices. 
All right. Uh, will it be festive, Chuseok, this year? Will I have to minimize the the guest list for my family gatherings? Uh, I'll let you know. All well, right. It could be a, it could be a blessing in disguise because it is usually the time of year where people put on a lot of weight. So. Yes, this is also a different angle. Glasses half full, yeah. indeed. <laughs> uh, let's turn our attention to our COVID nineteen coverage latest development. This is our fifth keyword of the day. Evusheld. So injections of the COVID-19 antibody treatment known as Evusheld largely administered those with weak immune systems will be allowed beginning today. What should we know about this treatment? Right. Well, Evusheld is made by AstraZeneca. Uh, Korea decided to bring in 20,000 doses, uh, 5,000. Excuse me, 5,000 doses came in July and 15,000 are expected in October. Uh, as a combination of two long-acting monoclonal antibodies, Evisheld is designed to stop the coronavirus from infecting people with compromised immune systems and other high-risk groups. Um, the preventative, uh, the preventive th- uh, therapy is supposed to be given to those who have not been infected with the virus Uh, for the past uh, seven days prior to Mm -hmm. injection. Mm -hmm. Uh, Designated medical centres will be in charge of its administration. Uh, The health authorities made the decision on the volume of the medication in consideration of the number of people who cannot be immunised against COVID-19 through getting traditional uh, vaccine shots. And Evisheld is given um, into injections, uh, those as well as those not having uh, COVID uh, in the past seven days prior to injection, those over 12 years old must also be over 40 kilograms uh, in weight. Of mm. course, uh, that's uh, concerning more of the younger age group rather than adults. Mm. Um, health officials do stress that Evisheld is not a replacement of vaccines, but it is a complement of them for mm. elderly citizens and those with underlying health conditions. Uh, getting a health uh, vaccine is still uh, the best way, according to health officials. All right. So don't, 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 I suppose, uh, mix up the message. The message has been clear from day one. A vaccine is the best preventive uh, way to uh, maybe even if you can track COVID-19, less severe symptoms, for example. But for someone who has an immunocompromised reaction, like, I don't know, cancer survivor whose immune system can't make enough antibodies, this would right. be the next best option. Thank you very much, Adam, for a thorough coverage. I know it's humid, but have a good day. (laughs) Well, I have my dehumidifier on. (laughs) I'll see you tomorrow. Have a nice day. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.